Hello, everybody. We are back at it. It is the Thread Lads Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Dorsey. And with me, as always, is my buddy, my friend, and my pal, Kevin O'Connor. Kevin, how are you doing this week? Doing well. That's fantastic to hear. I'm glad you're doing well. And thank you to everybody for downloading the podcast this week. We really appreciate it. And if you're enjoying our podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Hit us up on our Instagram, at ThreadLads, and Twitter, at LadsThread. And any comments, questions, concerns, feedback, anything at all, we love hearing those things from you. So please email us, listeners at ThreadLads.com, anything at all. We love it so much. Kevin, uh, we we're, we're on a like different schedule for our podcasting just a little bit. It got thrown off because I had food poisoning last week, which was an awful experience. I wouldn't wish it on my worst en- enemy. I think it's the second time I've ever had food poisoning in my life. And it, it I don't know. Have you ever had food poisoning yourself, Kevin? I have, and it's terrible. Yeah, it, it is so awful. One of, the, one of the worst things. It really is. It it hit me like during work last Monday. I'm working, just doing my normal work stuff, and like I felt like my stomach was a little upset. Just like it was rumbling around a little bit. Just didn't feel normal. Didn't feel settled. But I thought um, I drank like a little bit on that weekend, and I probably didn't eat the healthiest that whole weekend. So I just like, oh man, I need to probably like you know, have a salad today, eat a smoothie, blah, 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 or something like that, just because I wasn't feeling normal. And then, like, out of nowhere, boom, I am in the bathroom throwing up, and and, it wasn't a good situation. And then then the chills hit, and then I got a fever, and then um, I was basically uh, a zombie in the end of the day on Monday and I just finished out my work. I couldn't go to work on Tuesday. And then when we would have had the podcast last Thursday, I literally did not really have a voice still because of how much I was throwing up the past few days. And I, I it, the getting food poisoning is so bad. And one of the things that makes it so bad is like, you usually like cannot tell when you're getting food poisoning. Cause it's not always food that smells bad but i see an alarmed look on your face kevin what is happening it's literally it thundered that entire time you were talking oh really for like it just uh, it was like one long thunder for like (laughs) 10 seconds that's not good uh something i probably should have mentioned at the beginning at the top of this podcast is kevin is in a in the midst of a thunderstorm it's rolling west to east i know it just hit Alabama, a large storm that did some damage over there. I think tornado touched down over there. And that storm is hitting Kevin's house basically right now. So if we just yeah. if we just cut off mysteriously or very out of nowhere, it's because Kevin lost power from the storm that's going on. That's do, you, do you feel safe over there, Kevin? Has like I, I, I was talking about this or, or my mom was talking about this to me and my girlfriend, because she's from Alabama. And my mom was saying how she just started noticing there's so many storms in that area, like right around where you are in Alabama and over yeah. like um, to Mississippi and stuff like that. And she just never really paid attention 
to it basically because she didn't really know anybody from that area had no connection to it so when you see storms from somewhere like that you just don't really think about it that much but I know since I'm going out with my girlfriend, I've noticed how many storms happen down there. And I feel like the same has happened to you, has it not? I, I, there have been, there have been like more storms in the year that I've lived here than I've experienced, like heavy storms than I've experienced in like my entire life. <laughs> like it, there's been like five already this year where like tornado warnings and stuff where it says to get down to your base. I've There's been two or three tor- like serious tornado warnings here since I've lived here with like touchdowns. But luckily, knock on wood, I don't even want to say it. We've been, we've been, been all okay. right. But it, I mean- Do you have like a, the do last... you have a good basement that's like concrete or something to, to protect y'all and the dogs in case something happens? Not really. This room, my office is slightly underground, but I mean, there's a bunch of windows in here. You know, yeah, yeah. there's windows everywhere. No, the window that's but sitting we, directly behind you that I'm seeing over video that would that would blast in. That's not going to be a good situation. Yeah, that it's going to blast in for sure. But you know, wow. so the answer is no. Yeah, not really. I, I guess it's not something positive. unless you really live down places or know somebody, um, really going through those different types of storms you just like would have never thought about it coming from just maryland like we don't have any of those types of like we have some bad storms but we never have tornado like we get tornado warnings but it's never there's no actual tornadoes like it's never actually happened right. like we don't actually have any of these serious weather issues in our area in baltimore maryland and stuff like that so to go down there i'm sure it's i'm sure it's pretty interesting it's pretty jarring um to, to deal with i hope that you keep your power i hope nothing serious happens to y'all down there um yeah thanks it's definitely something we took for granted a little bit living in maryland yeah that's no we're in that is for we're sure. in a sweet spot where we just don't we don't get much of anything we don't get her like We'll get tail ends of hurricanes, but it's not anything serious. We won't really get tornadoes. We'll just get bad storms. We'll get snowstorms, but not anything that's insane. Um, we don't really get a lot, a ton of flooding. We don't get, we don't really get anything in Maryland. Yeah, we we're, get, we're, it really is a night, like a little sweet yeah, spot. Yeah, we, get, we sure. get all of the different types of weather. We just don't get the extreme emergency level versions of it. Um, So yeah, now you're living that life. You're in serious emergency tornado territory. And I I hope you stay safe down there. Um, But we really diverted off of what I started this whole podcast. Oh yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. Um, That's what the thread lads is about. We, We string a thread through normal life and how normal conversations go. And and it it's all it's all cohesive. It all works together. We can come back to the 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 the, the dealing with food poisoning though that I was going with last week. <laughs> um, and how terrible that was. Well, and what really made me what really threw the whole week for like a slight like little loop is I don't know if your your parents or anything like this, but my parents are a little bit of alarmists. And I know they they they, okay. they they they've taken COVID very seriously, obviously for legitimate reasons and everything. But and I I never really thought about it because I had gotten food poisoning before. I knew what I was going through. I knew it was food poisoning, 
And I'm like, I, I just have to deal with this for a couple of days and then I'll be okay. Whatever. It sucks, but I can deal with it. But then both of my parents kind of put into my head that you might have COVID. You got to get good tested tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. This and that. So then like, and I was like, I never once thought that it was COVID because yeah, I knew right. it was food poison. I like know that feeling. Um, but then I had like this blip of like, oh shit, what if I've got COVID? Yeah. And then I started like freaking yeah. out. So like, I already feel god awful, feel terrible. Couldn't get out of bed for like two days, basically just throwing up. I couldn't keep any food down. And then I, I get told by my parents, like, well, you might have COVID. You need to get tested, blah, blah, blah. And I start just just worrying a little bit. I immediately just looked up all the symptoms of COVID versus all the symptoms of food poisoning. I'm sitting, I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I do have COVID, but I got smell and taste still, so I don't know. But then I, it, it just caused an, it caused a stress in my already very yeah. shitty situation. And I don't know why my parents still do this. And I, I hope they're listening and to this podcast, but they, they always lean into the most extreme version of, and I'm sure there's a lot of parents that do that. And like, it, it's all coming out of a good place. They're all just like worried about my health and, and yeah. well-being, which I get and I understand, but there's a way for these like things that they, they deliver me that could be in a less like, I don't know, alarmist way. Sure. <laughs> I think that comes with age too. You just get like more worried about things as you get older. But I, I, it all it takes, but it does more harm than than good because all it takes is that little like creep of inception to like in, inception in someone's mind, put in that little thought, and it could ruin everything. It just totally throws off. Oh yeah, no, I was already laying in bed state. feeling terrible, could not do anything, and then and then add and then just to add dashes and sprinkles of stress and anxiety to that and that's all that happened maybe i've got covid that's <laughs> <laughs> i'm freaking out and i don't know what's going uh, on but no it was just it was just food poisoning and i was fine like by friday saturday i felt like a new person i even had more energy it's like that post sick energy that you get because you just felt so bad that once you feel oh, yeah. good again, you're like ready to just run through a wall. And that's kind of how I was yeah. speaking. I feel, I feel good again. And my voice is back and it's nice to be back on the podcast. But no, I just don't, I, I, I don't get the alarmist thing. And it, and honestly, I, I'm just, I, I, apparently this is a segment where I'm just going to rip on my family. But my family <laughs> mostly, for the most part, has been vaccinated. Kevin, have you been vaccinated yet? I have not. I, I have not either. And my family has been just, they've for a couple of weeks now been on kind of like a wild goose chase, getting these vaccines and waking up at five in the morning to like see what type of availabilities things have and willing to drive like an hour checking cvs like an hour away to see if they've got vaccines and stuff and like i want the yeah, vaccine yeah. no more than anybody i i really truly do i cannot wait till i could get a vaccine my girlfriend just got her first shot today as we're talking and i i want it so bad so i can just you know feel a little bit more comfortable about you know, going outside and going to the store yeah. and stuff like that. But they've been on this 
goose chase and and they've been putting pressure on me to do all of these things and i'm just like i'll get it when i get it we're not in the phase that i even can really technically get it in the state of maryland yet i'm still a little too young i, I don't really have the health concerns and i'm just like i don't i don't need to wake up at 5 30 in the morning to try to get this vaccine like i can just stay in the house like i have been for the past year and not do anything <laughs> and i'll get the vaccine I, yeah. when i can get the vaccine that's exactly how i feel about it too because like I, i'm not going to stress myself out about it when i can get it i can get it until then you know i'm going to keep living how i've been or you know maybe well, I now we have to because there's like the Georgia or whatever that that other variant has been spotted in Georgia. But but I feel the same way. Like I'm not doing anything different. Like I'm not. I, I'm yeah. living exactly how I've been living. Right. So I'm not gonna like freak out about not getting. No, because even if know. I get the vaccine, I'm still not, like, what am I even gonna do? Like, right? <laughs> what am I even gonna go do? And I know like it's for safety of me and stuff. But like I haven't gotten it this past year i think i can handle a couple of weeks there's still like elderly people and there's still people with legitimate medical medical concerns that still need to get it in this state and i don't need to be waking up at 5 30 on a wednesday just to go get it I just went, I, I was outside walking earlier today, I just hit up a couple stores, did a few errand shopping, but it was so enjoyable because I could walk outside, it's not bitterly cold anymore, we're in that springtime, springtime region, and I don't know about you, but I have started my garden growing already, not necessarily my full garden, but uh, we've got some seedlings that we, we started and I've already transplanted some of our little starter cups because I, I got a big board that's basically a little decompostable cups that you can fill, fill dirt in with and then start your seeds from the inside and then move them outside when it gets warm enough. We're getting to that point where it's getting warm enough. So I moved a couple outside, see how they're going to do. We're past the last frost. And I'm getting really excited about finally having some herbs and vegetables I can just go out to my back porch and get and use in my meals that I'm cooking tonight. That's one of the worst things about winter is I, I can't just like go back and get some fresh herbs and shit. Um, I, and I know you're, you've got like way more space down there. Have you started your garden yet this year? Yeah, uh, I dug, I dug it out a couple weeks ago, just grabbed some some soil that i'm gonna mix in but all, nice. all my starter all of my seeds are not like they haven't sprouted enough to be planted outside but it's been the weather's been not that great anyway so right. i'm gonna get i'm gonna let these guys go for like another week and then probably go to the 
farmer's market because these were all started from seeds. Nice. And then I think I'm going to grab some like already started plants also to kind of mix in. And uh, that's what's up. And then see what's what up. you working with over there. I mean, uh, me personally, I've got some kale. I've got some thyme. I've got some nice. uh, some chives going. I've got some other salad mix. I don't know if it's like spinach or something like that, but it, it's all growing. It's all happening right now. This is so exciting. I love growing shit. I get like super geeked up. Me too. About like growing stuff that you can actually use and cook. I don't know. But yeah. About you. But what do you got going on in your garden down there? Yeah, we've got tomatoes. Yes. Uh, jalapeno, jalapenos. Oh. Um, uh, okra. Okra. Wow. Uh, Y'all became real Southern this moving is, down there. It was immediately growing No, okra. so No, f- funny enough, actually, my boss uh, was asked everyone or like was talking about his garden and asked if anyone wanted seeds and, and if they garden i was like oh yeah i'll take some seeds and i thought he was going to send me like a couple seeds but he sent me like a ton of seeds oh really and it was like o- okra and like um a couple other things so i was like i'll just i'm gonna try growing all of it because i've never grown okra i've never grown a couple of the other things he sent me yeah so um but i, I we covered all like the standard type type stuff but nice. dude the critter the wildlife down here uh-huh. I don't. Did I send that picture in the thread this morning? There was no, a you did not. giant. There was a massive possum in our back that got picked up on the webcam. Oh, you sent that. Actually you gonna, you sent that last night to us. You sent that last yeah, yeah, night. Yeah, okay, I wasn't okay. sure if there was something. Else oh, right, that right, happened. right. I, I'm not surprised. I mean, you're in the territory. You're in the suburbs of Georgia. You're gonna. You're definitely gonna get some possums, and that's that's the tricky thing of like figuring out like what types of plants or vegetables can you grow that is not just going to be immediately eaten by some creature or what are ways that you can protect the plants y'all got a little bit more to worry about down there i found out that possums are actually because i googled it but because i I googled if possums were a problem for your garden uh but apparently they're good for your garden because they eat the slugs and all the bugs and shit around uh, the garden, but they won't eat the garden stuff. Oh, that's so. I'm like, oh heck yeah, possum! I'm gonna attract <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, possum. that possum. It's huge. Did you see how big that thing was? It. it was the size of that possum is massive. It was the size of a small dog. Um, the vi- the video is crazy too because it just laid right there and slept for a while. But that's like a big problem because I don't want the dogs to run out one day right. and like get into a fight with a po- got rabies or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I would imagine. Well, it depends on which dog is running out there. Cause if you, you've got a larger pit bull and a Sheltie. So the Sheltie could run out there. That's going to get fucked up by the pot. Yeah. He's the one who's going to pick the fight. The one that your, your, bigger like pit bull mix or pit terrier, whatever way you want to describe it. So you don't get in trouble with your HOA. Um, that one will probably scare the possible way because i mean most animals that's how they are it's more of the the, the initial yeah. the initial urge for most animals especially like when encountering a bigger animal is flight it's not the fight response fight yeah. is like when it's backed in a corner and it's got to fight and so it, it but i think that the possum is going to be okay i think the dog will be okay but it, that's pretty cool that you have a nice natural uh kind of pest repellent we don't have that here in baltimore city so much um we have less things that are going to eat your plants i think a little bit like we don't have deer out here or deer specifically where i am in the city um, right. 
But rats, like I tried to grow cauliflower two years ago. The rats will eat that mm. shit up immediately. Uh-huh. And th- oh, I don't yeah. really know. Aside from like a like small metal mesh gate of some sort, I don't know anything that can just prevent a rat from getting into anywhere if it really wants to get there. So I no. just I was just like, I'm not growing that anymore. I'm never gonna that- grow that while I'm down here anymore. The- the rat, the rat will get through that small metal yeah, mesh gate. Yeah, also, the rats can get through yeah, anything. I don't really know any way of keeping a rat out of a place. Like I don't know if that's even possible. There's none. Um, it's not. So that that's just what I have to deal with. But you have to deal with every type of thing that's like coming at you, depending on where you're living. If any of y'all out there are are growing a garden, growing any sort of herbs spices, vegetables, fruits, anything like that, please email us. Send us your pictures. Thread lads or listeners oh, at Thread lads. I was the. I was disgusted though because I, I don't know if anyone remembers, but a couple of weeks or months ago, I complained about cat shit in the backyard and having to pick up cat poop, yeah. and now I'm worried that it, it's possum poop back there. Ooh. And that's, that's so <laughs> but I, <laughs> yeah, that, it really grossed me out. But I can be good. I like possums. Like I showed it to people at work, and they're like, "Oh, that's so gross looking." But I think it's, I think it's all cute. Possums are cute, or like, like I don't know, cute specifically. Like when you they, see their hands, like or paws yeah, or whatever, got, those are not cute. Their faces are cute as fuck, though. Like the little nose and the beady yeah. eyes. Like it, it's a nice, it's a nice looking animal to look at. Like I don't hate looking at a possum. Um, I like. There's them. a lot worse. Stuff and I, I hope you grow a nice solid bond with that possum over there. That would be pretty cool. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of marsupials. It, is a possum a marsupial? I'm almost positive. See, like, like I thought there was possums which were like native to North America, South America, and stuff like that. And then I thought there was opossums which were more marsupials. And I thought marsupials were only in Australia. I didn't think we had marsupials no. here. The possum is a marsupial of the order, whatever, endemic to the Americas. <laughs> the largest order of marsupials in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah, interesting. It comprises 110 species and 19 genera. No, so they got pouches. So, so they got the pouches, basically. But I thought they carried their babies because that's what marsupials know, the pictures. Do. Like that's specifically, I think, what makes a marsupial a marsupial is like no, but the pouch. The pouch, yeah. Yeah, but but I uh, there's always those pictures of Mars uh, of possums with all the little babies on their back, I, like not in the I pouch, think, just like laying on yeah, top. Yeah, I think that's more of like a ride situation. I don't know. I don't know anything about possums. I don't know. I'm not even. I gotta learn more about it. Hey, if anyone knows, if anyone knows about possums, let's hear it. Yeah, listeners at threatlads.com. We would love to hear that. They, they let us expense lunch today, nice. and then I was so freaking busy, I didn't, I didn't even really have time to eat it. And I got like a club, a turkey club sandwich with coleslaw and like French fries. So it's not like a, See, it's not like a, it's a messy. This is meal what bothers me because like my girlfriend complains about this as well, but she complains often 
that like she doesn't have time to like go actually eat like no y'all need to make time for yourselves to eat fucking lunch during the day it is inhumane to keep working a constant eight hour day not getting up not even able to eat your food like there that's like that's like law like you have to have time to at least eat a meal in the middle of the day you know what it is for me though it's like i have that guilt because of like it's not guilt i don't know how to describe it uh like anxiety Uh or like being worried being worried that uh working from home like when i'm when i'm in the office i take my lunch break i'm like i'm like it doesn't matter how i go and take my hour or you know i don't usually ever take a full hour by myself but sometimes i do but when i'm working from home for some reason i think that people are going to think that i'm like not working for like more than that time you know what i mean i don't know what it is i I think i might have done a recommendation on this specific situation before because um it might have been like earlier in covid or something like that but i remember reading an article and it's talking about how people feel different stresses working from home to make it look like that they're working and they are more like not necessarily locked in but are just more like responding to every email immediately any requests like you're doing immediately stuff that you would never do when you were in the office but it's all as a kind of show to show that you're working because nobody has tabs on you in the office right stuff like that well that's exactly which is already kind of bullshit and i think that's like half the reason why companies want people to go back into the office is because people just people in power love having tabs on the people below them even if you trust a person um you hired the person so there's already a, a level of trust that you're putting into them but they they just want to know what's going on and have yeah. have in in a way that's not healthy and not even necessary and then people feel obligated to put up with that kevin you got to eat your lunch during the day that's what i tell my girls like well, you got to eat your lunch during the day yeah i mean i i ate it but like the thing is it's like i think what it is is when it's busy and you're in the office and things like get backed up, everyone knows it's like, Oh, things are backed up because it's really busy. Everyone's doing something. But when things get backed up and everyone's working from home, it's like, you know, people thinking like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just an an anxiety thing, but I have, I've been doing it a lot better because you work. I've already stopped. Like I've been giving myself a cutoff time for like answering calls and emails and stuff. Uh I've decided. And like, at first I was like, Oh, but I'm like, I don't care. Like, yeah people don't need to be calling at 6 or i don't need to be answering people at 6 30 is kind of a tough time because it's like right in between but i i stopped doing it you know got to set those boundaries yeah 6 30 is not an in-between time 6 30 is a perfectly reasonable time to not be responding to motherfuckers like you have like yeah. dinner um occasionally like you might have a after work like something like a program you might be playing a sport like nobody knows what the fuck you're doing in off work hours right and to feel beholden to these people because they'll they'll do that they'll do the same shit where like they'll make something seem more important or they'll just send you an email or a request or something and then they'll probably walk away from their desk and do like things that they need to do and shit like that and then you're like worrying about it when literally you can just handle it in the morning the next day if not nobody's dying of this shit you're not going to get fired for taking a lunch break either no, no, I don't think that. And it's because it's not it's not any kind of pressure from my bosses or anything. My bosses are super cool. It's just because being like I'm in a support like IT is a support 
role. Like I'm there to like support people. So like, even if people do be dicks and want to call at eight o'clock at night, they, st- and I don't answer or something, they could be like, oh, Kevin saw or like complain to somebody, you know, right, right, right. mean, you know, meanwhile, it's a completely unreasonable request, but it's just that kind of worry being in, in support positions, no, but it's all about drawing that. lines and, and trying to let go. Cause I know, like, I know I'll be fine. I just got an awesome like email that was sent to my boss the other day by this dude, uh-huh. which felt great. So like, I know I don't have to do those things, but it's like, have, like separating, you know, it's an irrational thought. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, it's hard. I, and I get it. And I mean, like, I feel that I still like get that urge at work and sometimes I'll, I, I might stay and help out people and I'm like, oh, I just could wait till the morning or like whatever. But generally yeah. I, I, I've, more so because I've noticed over the past year too, like everybody working from home and stuff, people are more willing to ask for requests in weird times and ask things, yeah, at, like different times than they normally wouldn't have done a year ago and stuff. And I'm just like, no, I gotta draw these lines because I'm going to yeah. you're going to drive yourself insane. We already we already overwork ourselves. We already work too much because <laughs> making Definitely. money for other people, um, basically, like we got to at least draw some normal boundaries to just create healthy space. interesting news happening i don't know if it's because you know covid it's finally in a way like you know being reckoned with across the world people are going out and doing things or i i I don't know but i feel like there's been a lot of interesting news stories this week uh, that i've seen and i really want to get into them because that's what we do here on the threat labs podcast now the first story that i saw that really that really uh struck me as kind of just super like interesting and weird is have you seen this giant ship cargo ship that's been stuck in the Suez Canal basically in Egypt no so yeah like there's the con- this canal that's i think it's cr- connecting the red sea to the dead sea or the mediterranean sea to the red sea i forget i forget all of it you know, all of my interworkings of North Africa and and Southern Europe and stuff aren't probably to the level that they should be, but this this ship has been stuck in the Suez Suez Canal, which is one of the busiest transport canals for cargo ships in the world. And this has basically shut down 10% of the world's trade just by this one ship getting stuck in this trench. And... I just thought it's like super weird. It's super crazy. And it, 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 what I've heard business analysis say about it, it's the equivalent to the, the, the amount that's being lost every day by the ship being stuck here. It's preventing any other trade going through here. It's the equivalent of putting like a, a 3% tariff 
on all of these countries um, oh that God. are all affected by it because no other ships can go through and get back in. And it's so weird how how I feel like on a lot of different levels, the whole world economics is hanging kind of like on a in like a in a, on a feather type of balance where like yeah. we are we are so accustomed to living our lives how it lives and everything just working normally that if something so little like this like a just a boat getting stuck in a canal for like what looks to be a couple weeks now too like this isn't just like something that's happening in a day because they need because it's a heavy ass ship and it's just stuck in sand and dirt so they need all these trenches and all of like tugboats and all sorts of stuff to really get this thing back out. Tug, oh my god, yeah, yeah. And it's just that's like, a, that's a disaster. Like, like, do I don't know if like a lot of people understand how on like a slight thread of like we're just hanging on like a very delicate balance of just everything going to shit, and like as the world, like it's not even just here in America, like as a world economy, we're so accustomed to just things working how they should work whether how inefficient or efficient it is but it works how it works and we're all accustomed to it and if something like this happened here where 10 percent of our trade was just cut off in america like people would be freaking out and all the prices would go up and there would be mayhem i feel like and shit like that and it i, I don't know i think it's interesting kind of just mental exercise to think about those things and I've, I've been reading some books that are talking about like the the value like value comes from everything that humans specifically put into it and well yeah and, uh, and like all of all of our preconceived notions on how everything worked it's hanging on a balance and then something so much as a ship getting stuck in a canal could throw all of that off i don't know if you think about it's Oh yeah, I, I think about it a lot because I, I think I think about it very often in terms of how much of like business and the economy now is run from the internet and just how just how fragile that is. Yeah. And it could just be, I mean, my no, God. I mean, if the internet shut down, you, how many people would just be like, "Oh, I can't access all, any of my money, none of my money." But then, money in itself is like we all put. It's all because of a collective belief, like a $1 bill. We all collectively believe that that $1 bill is worth something, it's worth its value. But it's all constructed in our heads. But we build our yeah, life, we build all of our lives around these weird human constructs. But like when shit hits the fan, none of that's going to help. And none of it's going to help us do anything. And, and and I feel yeah. like a lot of that is like so super fragile and like how we were talking about like how your if your internet goes or like if your power goes out like you could be fine for a couple of days but like what if your power went out for like a month like would oh, you dude. even know what to do no I mean when my mom and my sister were living in Puerto Rico and there and they and the hurricane uh whichever hurricane that was yeah happened and they lost power for like 17 straight days I mean that was blowing my mind because one, my first thought was I've never gone 17 days in my whole life without like 17. I've never gone more than like, no, the longest I went without power was a week when I lived uh, at my old, at a townhouse in, in Lock Raven, Maryland. Oh. And we, there was a terrible storm and then my parents were on a cruise. So I didn't have anyone 
anywhere to go. So I was there for a week. But I mean, either way, I could still go to like work and stuff. You know, during the day, I can charge up my laptop yeah. and all that stuff. But like to go 17 straight days, which isn't even that long in the grand it's scheme of things. Like it's not that long. <laughs> like that's. But like I, I man. Yeah, like and it's we're. I need to learn some survival skills. No, I, we definitely need to learn some survival skills. Like <laughs> that's that's funny that you talk about that because while I was sick. Um, I watched this show. I think it's a Nat Geo show. Um, it's called Alone. And it's a really good show. It is the most ultimate survivor of types of shows. Basically, they take 10 survivalist experts and they huh. basically put them out into the middle of nowhere. They are by themselves. They don't have contact with anybody else. And they basically just have to survive the season that I was watching. They were put into the Arctic. So, and they only have like, they have like a very few amount of supplies. Like they can bring like a tarp and maybe like oh, a knife tar- and like a bow to like catch food and stuff like that. And the stuff that these people are doing, they're, they're making little traps to catch rabbits. And um, this one guy basically hunted down a moose with his bow. Um, but then like the types of, uh, kind of homes that they would build. Not even homes, really. They would just be some sort of just enclosure that they could stay warm and stuff. But they they were able to do a lot of different shit that I'm like, if, if shit really hit the fan, I can't do any of it. I would be dead immediately <laughs> if I was f- f- faced with any of these things. And I should probably learn a couple of these skills. I didn't used to be a Boy Scout yeah. back in the day. I don't remember any. Did of that you? Shit. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I, I, I never uh, made it to the utmost like Eagle Scout. I was a Weeblo. I made it to Weeblo or whatever. I won the Pinewood Derby once. That's my claim to fame as a, uh, um, as a Boy Scout. But I don't remember. I, I remember like at one point I could make a couple different types. I knew how to do a couple different types of fire starters. I knew several different knots to tie, but I don't. I don't know any of that shit now. I would be dead. Like if there's like some legitimate shit that happened, I'd be dead in two weeks. I, I don't even uh, have faith. First, first of all, a tarp, a tarp is crucial. Super crucial. I, I need to work on. I need to work on learning learning how to make a fire, and also, um, I mean, I definitely don't know how. I couldn't start a fire from scratch. That's for sure. No. I don't know. I'm so I like. I don't even like being flint. like. You need some flint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, people. That's why I. Dang, dude. I remember recently. Um, I was doing something, and we were trying to get something open. And this woman was like, "Do you have a knife?" And I was like, "No." Just like, why would I have an? And then I'm thinking like, "Oh yeah, like a lot of people down here like carry like pocket like, utility utility knives. Yeah, yeah, utility. But that, but that comes in hand. Like you, man. I, I need to it really I should probably get it really does come in handy and um yeah we never definitely need to get on that like I know we've talked about like you used to be a big fan of Survivor right yeah and, huge fan yeah I was a massive fan. And me and my girlfriend over the past I guess month two months have really gotten into Survivor as well and um we've been talking about how well we would do I, I'm just going off on a divergent path from anything we were talking about, but we've been talking about how well we would just even do on the show of Survivor. 
And my girl would definitely be out, like, from the oh, sleeping yeah. situations that happens on that show. I think I could do Survivor. I think I could, oh, I think sleeping. I could last long on Survivor, as sleep- provided people don't vote me out. First of all, no, you couldn't. Why not? First of all, no, you couldn't. And second of all, I don't think you could. First of all, you know what? I, first, no, no. Okay. First of all, why don't you think I could do well on Survivor? I just, it's a, it's a lot, dude. The, the hunger, the like, well, the challenges see, I, and all I, this, I, the backstabbing. You're not a backstabber, so you wouldn't even do it. You wouldn't play it. You, you would trust too many. You're too trusting, first yeah, of all. Yeah, but sometimes that so works would, in the would, benefit of the people in the show. Sometimes only, only if, yeah, you could be, only for the one guy in like season four with the beard and everyone <laughs> loved him. You Like, then you have to, you, you have to like, but you know, you're a charisma. My thing is like, once I'm hungry, once I'm in a bad mood, and we were just, I was just talking about this with, with, with the intern. Like, I feel like my, my, uh, emotional state's very projected. So when I'm happy, it's like, but like when I'm not in a good mood, I, everyone knows I'm not in a good mood. And I'll just bring that place down. Yeah, see, I'm, I can't I, do I, well, not being I'm, hungry. I'm you know? like the opposite of that. Like I, first of all, because my girl is this way. We have a friend who's extremely this way. As soon as they get hungry, it is, it is. It, everything's, okay, I'm not like that. Everything's out. I'm not like <laughs> Everything's yeah. out the door. Nothing else matters but that person getting food. And they get ornery. And it's just like a whole thing. I don't get that way. I can go a whole day and not really eat. And I can be hungry, but I'm not going to really project it. I can go with the flow. I'm I'm like good. I feel like I'd be very good with that whole portion of it. Like get just give me a, a little bit of rice, maybe like a, a little bit of a fish yeah. a day or like whatever. I'd be okay on that. I think honestly my downfall is the niceness part. I I'm a I'm the type of person it is. I get along with everybody generally. I love just getting along with people. That's just one of my favorite things to do um but i think that that would end up being something that people would see as a be real threat. That people would 100 yeah. no. see that as yeah. a threat in survivor so that's why i don't i think I, I, do. I don't think i could win survivor but i think i could do survivor for sure uh i think i i think i could do it i guess like i could because once i get past a certain point i'm fine with the hunger the mistake they make is always getting the like feast you know when they get like the giant meal oh, yeah. and then they all get sick you can't opt in for that. You that you gotta just that's one of the things like I've always thought about survivors. Like you've got people, they're like on this fucking island for like 20 days and they've been eating nothing but rice. And then they win some fucking challenge and it's like, hey, we've got ribs and beer and fried chicken. And, fried chicken. and I'm just like, their insides are going to be insanely messed up. Yes. Insanely yes. messed up. That's not going to be fun. Like, obviously, they yeah. want it, and, like, it would be so good after not having real food, but, like, the day after is going to be miserable. There's no way that they can be in a good situation. I wish they showed that That's more in Survivor. I wish they showed people struggling to shit in Survivor. I know it can be a little dirty. I'm sorry if that's crossing the line for a lot of people, but I wish they showed that part because I feel like that's, like, one of the biggest oh. struggles on that show, and they don't go into it at all. No, they don't because you know how bad people probably. I smell bad, like at the like you know after a workout or just put like fourteen whatever days not showering, working and stuff. 
shitting in the woods or whatever like dude you can't wipe correctly out there i mean it's so no, it's awful i mean i guess i would just do it in the ocean because they're usually by somebody of water so hopefully all that stuff like wipes off they just but it you know it, it doesn't though <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it, doesn't. it never does. um no i think that would that would be really interesting um I, I i should apply to go in survivor i think i could do that i know we we went off so far off the deep end on this specific one story um, when we were going to go talk about a lot of different news stories. But it doesn't matter because that's the threat lands. And we end and we stop when we want. And I hope you all enjoyed that. And I'll have even more news stories to talk about next week. Let's take another break. Fantastic time. That's good. I'm glad our power, your your power didn't go out during all of this thing. It's been a quite successful podcast in that respect that we've been able to get it completed. But, you know, before we get out of here, we got to do what we always do. And that's our recommendation segment. That is where me and Kevin suggest something to y'all. It could be anything that we're enjoying, but just something that we think y'all would also enjoy. Movies, TVs, books, articles, anything of the sort. So, Kevin, would you like to get the people started with your recommendation this week? I would, because uh, the the listeners may or may not know from me talking about it that I enjoy listening to the and listening and watching the morning local news, yeah. and uh, with all the cord cutters out there, a lot of people don't have. Uh, cable anymore it's true I don't. Um, i'm one of them like my right me too so like myself i got one of those hd antennas however uh unless you live near a city and things like that it's not always like that great it'll cut out and stuff uh-huh. like that i um or you just don't want that giant you know a big like the antenna up against the window or whatever uh, i found this app called news on that lets you stream it has all like all the morning news on it it's free you can watch all the morning news. Um, it's live, or you can go back and watch it from the very beginning. And you can airplay it if you've got like you know an Apple TV or a Chromecast or whatever. Uh-huh. So I just started doing that. I took my antenna down and I sh- I throw up uh, the morning news to the TV. Fantastic. That's what's up. It's been great. Now, does this strictly adhere to like legitimate news? news uh shows or like can you also get like a kellyan strahan situation going on there or like a Mario no i believe this is just strictly actual news. no it's yeah it's like the local news Not it's, the other it's, morning it's all, programs like, that you also get on the the basic stations yeah it's like evening it's like all the new like the morning the morning and evening news you know it's like yeah. uh um 11 alive here or they have uh wjz back in baltimore right, right. and all yeah. those types of things. 11 live 11 live is that what they call it 11 alive 11 alive that's interesting that that's yeah. very atl that's very hot Atlanta. 
with Chesley and Crash. Chesley? That's a great yeah. name. That's Chesley's my dude. Oh, I thought that was a woman. Interesting. All right. No. <laughs> well, that that's really cool to hear. I I'm I'm normally in the mornings. Uh, I, I'll just throw on NPR radio, have it like going on. Yeah, that's good too. Stuff, but I mean, I, this sounds this sounds right up my alley. I do like a good morning news program. I do enjoy them telling me uh, anything from the current events to what's going on to Iraq to a cute little uh, a cute little way to make make my cupcakes a little bit moister in the morning. They, they hit That's all right. those notes. It, 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 I, I love those uh, network morning shows. It's something I really appreciate. So I'll, I'll check this out. What was what was the name of that again? News On. News On. I will look that up. I'll, I'll get down with that. Um, so my th- recommendation this week um, is to support that local dude who is making food who started it up over the pandemic like i i don't know about you kevin but a lot of my social media i follow, i guess i follow a, a a good amount of local food social media and different things like that but there's been a lot of different people that have popped up over the past year, given their work situation or just boredom, have started up different types of like food companies, like baking companies. And there's this one company near us that makes platters, it's like mac and cheese and fried catfish and stuff like that and collard greens and stuff. And there's another one that the like one of my favorite pizza places now in Baltimore started over quarantine they make a detroit style pizza it's some of the best pizza that i've ever tasted in baltimore and it all started up with this guy who lost his job because of the start of the pandemic he started up a little pizza thing that he was selling to his friends it grew into a bigger type of business and now they've got a brick and mortar location it's really cool to see but i've been seeing a ton of those around here and i feel like that's been happening all over the country and I would just say to people, go support those places. Like we fall into such habits of just going in, like going back to a, a a Chick-fil-A or going back to a Taco Bell in different situations where we just want some food or even a Chipotle or just like any sort of these chain places. And obviously those places need help too. And there's people that are working there that are depending on your business and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people I feel like over the past year that have created their own sort of like food basically, or selling it themselves and doing it kind of almost in a selling out the trunk situation. And I will say some of that food is the best food you will ever get. It is people like kind of cooking for their lives in a lot of ways, like for their just some sort of means of stability of any sort of income. And most of that shit is dank. And a lot of people don't, and like, it might be a few more hoops to jump. You might have to order on their Instagram page or their Facebook page on a Thursday to pick up on a Saturday. And there can be those types of obstacles, but I guarantee you, not only will it be dank, because all of these types of places that I've gone to and gotten food from, they've been dank food, but you're also like helping out people that really need it. You're really pouring back money into like legit shit the community people that are part of the community other people that are just like yourself 
um, in a lot of ways. And that's just my recommendation um, to uh, different people out there. I think it, it would be a good move to not be afraid of, uh, of what you might get on Instagram, but embracing it. Go out for a little adventure. It might be in a cool area that they might be doing a pop-up in or something like that. It'll be a fun experience. It'll be something different. And you're mostly guaranteed to get good food because any of these places I've seen that like have gotten any sort of nor- notoriety, it means the food's dank. And it, you can get some good home cooking. You can get some seed. You can get all of it and anything that you want usually on this. So that's my recommendation. Don't be scared of those people. If you see um, somebody just kind of pop up with an Instagram, that's lo- like local food. It's like, Hey, we're selling out of this parking lot on a Saturday and that's it. That's all you can go. Usually that shit's some of the dankest food you can get. That's all I'm saying. And I've gone maybe a little too long of a rant about it, but that's just my recommendation. I agree. That's a good one. We've been we've been also trying to do that recently as well, and it never disappoints. Yeah, it's always something interesting, um, if not specifically just on the quality of food, but also just an interesting situation. And yeah, supporting the we, community, supporting people. We've been obsessed with this local pie place for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, man. And You've been sending me I, pictures of pies nonstop for the past couple of weeks. I'm surprised that you don't have bigger jowls currently than you do. It's it's a it's a husband. Well, we haven't had a pie in a couple of weeks now. We're going to wait a little while, but we had one for pie day. But uh, it's a husband and wife and like the husband is, I guess, trying to make it as a country music star or whatever. And but they have oh, wow. this pie, <laughs> pie thing. Uh, but it their pies are so good. Oh, my God. Yeah, I anyway. sent the pictures, and I can't wait to try one of this pie. How how is the guy's country? Yeah, music? we'll go. I haven't listened to it yet. I only heard like a little bit that the intern was playing on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. but it sounded. Uh, I, I'll uh, I'll check it out and let you, you know. Yeah, we can review I'll it. Give next a, week. a review next week. Please, yeah. please. Uh, I know that people are clamoring for that, um, but that sounds awesome. That's cool. Um, awesome. I think that'll be. It for the podcast this week, Kevin. I don't know how much else you really wanted to go into. Had any other things that you wanted to bring up? I had a lot of things written down this week, and I guess we just got a little bit carried away with conversation. But that, you know, when that happens, that's how I know it's a good podcast. I know we're we're doing good things, and I hope that good people flow. out there are appreciating the flow that we're putting out there. For a lot them. of flow. <laughs> it's a lot of flow. It's a lot of good stuff, though. Uh, I would like to believe anyway. In my own head, it's all good. Um, but cool. Uh, I guess Kevin has nothing else to offer for the week. No. I don't either, really. I do have some other stories, but we'll get to it next week. It's not pressing at all. So for Kevin O'Connor, I am Justin Dorsey. That's my name. And this has been the Thread Labs Podcast. Don't let